This is Debbie, and welcome to another brand new episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditch the norm to live their best life and become location independent. This week, I'm so excited to speak with one of the most incredible women I know, someone who I only met a little over a year ago, but has made such a huge impact in my life. I'm speaking with Esther, who is the co-founder of Local Adventurer, a travel blog that she runs with her husband, Jacob Fu. Esther was born in Korea and immigrated in the United States when she was only two years old. She got a degree in chemistry, but ended up turning her side hustle of photography into a full-time business as a wedding photographer. After eight years as a wedding photographer, Esther got burnt out and started her blog to share more travel photos, which led to the start of Local Adventurer. Today, Esther and Jacob run one of the best travel blogs in the world with millions of visitors, and they also move to a new city every year. Listen on to find out how this adventure travel blogger turned a hobby into a six-figure business. Hi, everyone. I am here with Esther Jolie, who is... Jolie, like Jollibee. 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 (laughs) So, Esther, this is your last day in New York City, and there's a vortex happening. Yep. Is it making you want to go home even more? Yeah, I need to get the hell out of here. (laughs) So you guys move around every single year to a new city. Why did you decide to do that? Uh, it kind of happened by accident because when we moved out to L.A., I realized that I hated L.A., but I was just going to stick it out for a year and deal with it. And then when the, our lease was up, we moved to Vegas. Uh-huh. And then the summer came, and then I couldn't deal with the summer. So I was like, I'm going to get the hell out of here. <laughs> and so it just kind of accidentally happened. <laughs> so now that's kind of the premise of your whole blog, is that you move to a new city every single year. How have you been liking it so far? It's good and bad. I mean, I do like being able to explore different cities and just see different things. And I can't really imagine living in one place right now. Like, I don't know any place that feels quite like home. So for the moment, this is what we're doing (laughs) until we figure out what feels more like home. Let's talk about when you left because you used to be a wedding photographer and you left wedding photography. And then how did you end up being a travel blogger after that? We moved to L.A. because Jacob was pursuing YouTube at the time. And I just quit because I didn't want to start up the business in another city. And I had nothing to do. (laughs) You had no choice except for that? No, I mean, I could have just been sleeping in bed all day every day, which I was doing half the time, being a hermit. And then the other half, I was thinking, I should probably get out of bed and do something with my life because, you know... I'll just be dying in bed. Like, this would be my life. (laughs) But then how did it become a travel blog? How did you decide to do that? Oh, so I had a lot of personal and travel photos backed up. Jacob and I just enjoyed traveling a lot, but I just never was able to 
keep up with editing them because clients' photos comes first. And then I just took them out of the archives and started editing them. This is a really strange conversation. <laughs> it just feels so official <laughs> with these headphones. I know, right? But it's not as official because you're doing your nails while we're yeah, doing well, your Yeah, well, I'm trying to make it as informal as possible so I don't freak the... F yeah, Esther freaks out. She, she wanted to do um, the interview while she was drunk, but it's a little too... Well, it's not that early, actually. We could have gotten you drunk, but then there would have been a lot of F-bombs in the interview if we did that. <laughs> no, I'm still going to add them in because, I mean, how many times do you want to bleep something out or edit it out? <laughs> You want me to do it as much as possible, of course. Yeah, so, okay. Just so you can remember me. <laughs> of course. Because you're so hard to forget. That's right. <laughs> now, I know you didn't necessarily want, like, start a travel blog to, to make money. And you started this, what, almost 10 years ago? Kind of. Well, eight. Was it eight? Eight years ago. So I'm sure it was a lot different than what it is now. I mean, there's so many more travel blogs and you ended up just starting to create income from it. What do you think was the turning point for you to finally start making income in your blog? I guess I just saw other people doing it and it was really early on when not many people were blogging back then or people were, but they weren't blogging as a living. And I just happened to be there when a lot of people were going through this taking their blog from personal to a career so yeah just watching other people do it kind of inspired me too and then I know you, you do a lot of your traffic from obviously Google and doing SEO and also your main thing that you really do a lot is Pinterest you lied to me you said this would just be a regular <laughs> conversation and this feels like an interview <laughs> lies well it's a little bit of both <laughs> We see it all the time, right? SEO and Pinterest. Sure. Is it so much different than it was before? Can someone actually keep building their blogs right now, still doing those techniques? I think so. I think you just have to be smarter about it. <laughs> you can't waste time and dick around. <laughs> you work a lot. And I've seen you both work and it's nonstop. That's why I think you kind of fit in New York City or maybe New York City is making you work even more. Yeah, I think that's part of it, too. Yeah, I think we'll chill out once we leave the city. <laughs> it makes you feel really lazy, right? When you're not working enough, but also you have no choice because it's so expensive that you have to keep. And everyone else is working. So what are you going to do when they're working? Yeah, I guess we could just be chilling out chilling out hanging out with your cats watching other people work <laughs> be like ha ha working <laughs> but now when you leave at least then you could chill out and do some more climbing or hiking and especially wherever it is that you're going to move to next yep so that's going to be exciting at least you won't be stressed out as much as you are here and one of the things that we always talk about is how it's not that glamorous, this world. What world? <laughs> this blogging the world. The New York. Well, world. the New York world, the blogging world, the Instagram world. It's kind of interesting how the more you get into it and the more people that you meet who have been doing this for a really long time in this industry tells you how unglamorous it really is. 
and it's not really what it's like when you look at social media and it's it's all lies we're all lying to you about everything <laughs> but you just do good such good work with your images and your photos that it's so believable <laughs> I mean, what do you want a photo of me taking a dump on the toilet? I mean, that's everyday life. Like, what do you want from me? I wonder how many likes you would get with that. Negative. <laughs> Negative. No likes whatsoever. When we also talk, I mean, there's a lot of things that we go through. And one of them, and you're pretty vocal about it, is mental health and how you can get really lonely and depressed in this type of lifestyle. So can you tell us what your experience has been? No comment. <laughs> uh, what has my experience been? I guess it's always strange when you put yourself out there, put part of your life out there publicly. You just never know what's too much information and what's just enough. Like you want to share part of your life and be open and honest and authentic but at the same time if you're always talking about how depressed you are like does someone really want to be listening to that 24 7 like hey woke up today life sucks i'm depressed just sitting here on my computer but you know and i i feel like it's something that not a lot or enough people talk about because it's always how the images are really great, but then you don't see how depressed a lot of people are in this industry specifically because we do compare ourselves a lot or there's internal struggles that we go through Yeah, that not a lot of people talk about. And I know you have talked about it in your in social media and all of that stuff. And you've even taken medication for it and I know a few of our friends who have done it as well and I've talked about I'm it I'm still medicated thank god <laughs> or I would be a crazy and you would be dead for making me do this without alcohol <laughs> without being drunk who knows, who knows? <laughs> so it's it's really it's a really hard thing it's a really hard position to be in because you and Jacob have this influence and you have a lot of readers in your blog. But the thing about you guys is that you're pretty real when it comes to that stuff and you disclose a lot of this information, which is really helpful for a lot of people, not just for someone who isn't in this industry to know what it's really like, but also for someone who's up and coming or wants to do this lifestyle. I feel like people think once you reach something, once you have this career or have the money or have the house, you'll be happier, but that's really not the case. Especially if you have clinical depression, it doesn't go away because your circumstances change. So people think, oh, I'm gonna be on vacation and I'll, I'll just be happy because I'm on vacation. But really, I saw this illustration, I should share it with you. Maybe you could share it on your blog, but it's basically a person laying down in their room and saying, I'm depressed. And then they're on vacation. There's a palm tree and they're laying down on the beach. But they're like, I'm depressed. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter where you are. You can be in the most beautiful place on earth. But if you still have that feeling, it doesn't go away. Exactly. And it's just it's just you, though, really. Right. Yeah. How you manage yourself and how you feel. I talked about this with you, but I also wrote about this about I also traveled to escape a lot of things. And I thought that I, I would literally have panic attacks every four months. And I told you this. I would 
panic every single four months. And I thought it was because I needed to travel and I needed to get away. Why is it four months? I don't know. I guess I have no idea. It was just really weird. A bad number. I know. In Asia. Really? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. But it's it's so weird. It was every four months I would literally panic and I felt like it was because I needed to travel. But I realized after I left all of that and I was weaning myself out of my job and started to become more involved in my podcast and doing everything else and meeting you and Jacob and a lot of people in the industry, I realized that it wasn't the travel, but it was really that circumstance that I put myself in. And once Which was what circumstance? Like having a job that I didn't really want, being in a situation that wasn't healthy for me. But once I left my job specifically, or even a few months before, all of that anxiety left. And then now, usually by January, I would be panicking and it didn't happen. So, yeah, it's really interesting how... You can't escape. You have to take yourself out of the situation. So you are saying you recommend people quit their jobs. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yes, quit Get all of your jobs. Get out of your, well, your situation. If it's a bad situation and you really hate it, then you should find a way to definitely do that. Get out, yeah. Yeah. Like find another job or just move around. But the interesting thing about you, Esther, is I don't think you've ever had a 9 to 5. You've always worked for yourself. No, I have had a 9 to 5. I worked in a lab. <laughs> for how long, though? A couple of years. You've, after, yeah. After college? Yeah. That's so funny. But that was in between needing to go back for grad school, which I decided not to do. Because when I was doing that, I did weddings on the side. See, I can't imagine you working for anybody. But in a lab, you're kind of working on your own. And you're your more own, independent. Yeah, you're just kind of doing your own experiments. And at the end, you kind of report to someone or a professor. But it's nice just being on your own. <laughs> that's true, though. It's quiet. So that's why it worked for you. I don't think you could work for... Well, what's crazy is when I was doing that, I felt like... That job was too introverted for me, which is why I went to do wedding photography, which was also, that was too extroverted for me. So <laughs> so is this a happy medium for I you? So. I think so, because I, Jacob deals with most of the social interactions and I get to, I get to hide behind the computer and camera. <laughs> so you both have a really good balance because you're working together and you're married. What is that like working with Jacob, working with a spouse? Oh, I do not recommend it. I don't <laughs> recommend it. No, I think it's good. I feel like we've, we have a good dynamic because we've been doing it since wedding photography too. We've worked together. So we do spend a lot of time together. But when possible, do take breaks. <laughs> that's, that's a good... Because if you don't take breaks, then you'll want to get the hell out of your marriage, which is... Gonna be a problem. <laughs> or you'll want to kill each other. Yeah, that too. I feel like it's healthier when people have a nine to five or something else where they can kind of go away and then come back at the end of the day or just have time apart. But if your job forces you to be together, we've found some creative solutions like having gigantic monitors in between us so we don't have to physically look at each other during the day. <laughs> that actually helps. 
<laughs> and you guys work side to side all day here in well, New York. Well, here we do, but the other setup we had before, we were kind of um, away from each other. No, what was it? Not back to back, but uh, we, we just had a, a giant monitor in between oh, us, so okay. it was like a cubicle almost. Yeah, dividing us, like a co-working space, kind of. Except co-working would be more open. So you like working with Jacob, though, because you guys have skills that the other person doesn't have. So you balance each other out, which yeah. is really good. And I feel like that's the only way the blog works, because with one or the other, I, I don't think it would work. And Jacob is really good with negotiating. And you guys have an e-course, which just came out. We do. And it's awesome. And I keep telling everybody about it. And I'm, I feel like I'm the spokesperson because I tried it and it worked so much <laughs> for me. And that's actually how I was really able to make money from my podcast is because of Jacob and Esther's e-course. So if you want to do that, you can go to localadventure.com slash offbeat and check it out because it's awesome. Nice. You right? have your own link. That's right. I have my own link. <laughs> but check that out. I, I'm so excited about your e-course, and I think everyone should definitely take it. Whether you're in blogging, you're in podcasting, or if you're a creative that needs to negotiate pricing with your clients, it's really amazing. And yeah. It also works if you're a photographer, because that's kind of the same way we negotiated with our clients as a photographer. And not a lot of people talk about that, negotiating prices. They're... Usually a lot of people just get the money and they just say, okay. But Jacob is a really great negotiator and he used to be in sales too, right? Before you guys, he, he came in with you. He did. He was in sales for five years. Is it five years? Maybe more than five years. <laughs> I, I'm like, I, I don't, don't know. know anything about him. <laughs> They've only been We're married, married for a while. We but... don't know anything about each other. <laughs> What's his name? What? Who are you? What's happening? <laughs> so what has been the thing that has been the best thing for you specifically doing this, being a travel blogger? I obviously like working on my own and having my own hours. Sometimes it means working all the time, but I just like the fact that I can do what I want when I want. Mm -hmm. I guess that's not always true, though, because... You have clients. You have clients, and you have to work even if you don't want to work. Damn it! <laughs> I was wrong! <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just don't like having someone to report to. I don't think I can work for anyone, so... Well, that's why that's you have Jacob part. do that for you. Yeah, and he works He's for delayed. me. Little does he know, he works for me. <laughs> and you work for your cat. <laughs> yeah, I work so that my cats can live. That's right. When you first started your blog, you didn't know anything yet, like most of us were first starting out but then you started creating income and now most of your income comes from sponsorships right if somebody wants to do this and they're just starting out how can they follow suit and actually create income from their blog as well with sponsorships or ads or anything like that what would be your best tip I really enjoy experimenting so I think that really helped I would take a month and try different marketing techniques or like do some A-B testing to see 
did this work better? Did A work better or B work better? And then take that and then work off of that. So I, for me, I felt like it was a lot of trial and error and then finding what works best for you. Yeah, that's true because everyone is different. So yeah, it's a little different for everyone. And depending on your demographic or I mean, there are things that work across the board, but at the same time, you should still do testing here and there to see what works. And you're really organized. You have like your spreadsheets and all of that. And I'm super disorganized. So every time I see Esther, I'm like, how on earth do you do this stuff? How do you have the patience to do this? I this is crazy. <laughs> but that's awesome. This is why you have a successful blog. And they have one of the top travel blogs and you beat a blonde, right? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> like, yes. And it's going to keep going up I'm and up. I'm a little Asian. <laughs> With tiny boobs, and I am making it. <laughs> so do you feel like there's not enough minorities in the traveling industry? Or I feel like there's a lot more popping up right now. Yeah, I think it's slowly changing, but it's always been like that everywhere, though. Yeah, lack with everything. Of, lack of representation. That's why it's great that you guys are one of the top, so... They're very humble. You won't know. No. They just stay to themselves. Yeah. <laughs> but all our thoughts are so conceited, you'll just never know. <laughs> you should have like thought bubbles on top of your head <laughs> so people could see what you're actually thinking. That would be awesome to do, actually. So where are you guys going after New York City? We haven't revealed it yet, so don't try. <laughs> don't try to get that from us. She's so like, going, no. So we're going to Atlanta to hang out with some family and then deciding. We'll give ourselves like a couple, a buffer. Yeah. We still have a place in Atlanta, so. That's good. So at least you won't be homeless after this. <laughs> I guess what's the most misconception that someone, you know, talks to you about I don't think people who aren't in this space realize how much work goes on behind the scenes because they just think, oh, well, you just post a few photos or you have to <laughs> write a few words and just post it up there. But really, there's a lot of things like it's a marketing job, <laughs> like you're marketing your business or you're doing... Well, before we were doing our own accounting, we just, it's a lot of, you're wearing a lot of different hats. So any, like any other small business, you're doing all those things. And when I first started my first business that I had, I had no idea because I just like taking photos. I was a creative. So I was just thinking, hey, if I could just take photos and make money from that, that's great. But then once I got into it, it's like, oh shit, I actually have to run a legitimate business and do all this stuff I don't really enjoy doing. <laughs> But is it worth it to you? Is it worth doing all the things that you don't actually enjoy doing to keep this hobby or passion alive? That's the misconception. And we've seen it from people who have gone into this, who have become freelancers or entrepreneurs, and it just wasn't right for them. And then you go back to your day job, which there's nothing wrong with that. At least you tried. But like you said, it's not for everybody because... We, none of us really know how much work this is until yeah. you're in it, until you get into it and it's not pretty. 
some of it is pretty. I feel like you also have to have a certain type of personality to keep it, keep it afloat or keep it sustainable because when things get tough and the paychecks don't come in or yeah, you just have to keep going and keep hustling and keep pushing. And if you're not self-motivated and you're waiting for the inspiration to strike, it's not going to happen. You just have to keep working really hard until it does. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the hardest part for a lot of people. And that's why sometimes having a day job is the best thing for, for people. <laughs> there are definitely pros and cons to both. And you don't really see it until you get there. Just like the cities that you live in, you, there are pros and cons to every city. And you might only see the bad stuff or only see the good stuff when you just visit for a few days. But if you live there, you'll see both the good and the bad. Now, Esther is... Now, Esther now is... Esther. The interview is finally over. <laughs> <laughs> Two more questions. One, 50 years from now, what would you like your legacy to be when, when you're looking back? No, I really feel like this space or the industry that we're in, it just doesn't seem very... Giving or there, I don't feel like there is much of a legacy. Yeah, I help people travel, but it's travel is somewhat of a selfish thing, or a, it's a luxury, right? Like not everyone has to travel, and not everyone gets to travel. Um, I think it's great a great experience, but I don't necessarily feel like it makes the world a better place if you are traveling all the time. Yeah. For people who don't travel a lot, they think it's really great to do that. And then for people like I mean, you it who is, travel. It is great. I yeah. feel like if you don't, you're not exposed to it, I think it's great. I think everyone should get the opportunity to see outside of their neighborhood or their state or the their country. Like, I really, I hope that everyone has the opportunity to do that. But not everyone does. So it would be really cool if, all the travel bloggers got together and we kind of helped other people who can't travel, travel. But you are a source of inspiration, <laughs> which is good. Well, yeah. So I, I really like that we want to start small and make it like explore your own city before yeah. going, going out farther, you know. Because you are farther. the it's local cool. adventurer. So that's true. Mm -hmm. So that's good. That's a good legacy. But I just hope that it's something better. It will because be. Because I show a Mother Teresa <laughs> and I feel like a bitch because I'm not. <laughs> it will be soon. It will be soon. Who knows? It's 50 years from now. So now if our listeners want to know more about you and Jacob, where can they find you? They can find me at localadventurer.com. And then you can find us on Instagram and on Pinterest, mostly. Because you love your Pinterest. I do love my Pinterest. That's right. So Pinterest, local adventure? Actually, it's all, it's mine. It's um, Esther Julie. Okay. E-S-T-H-E-R-J-U-L-E-E. -E. And also on Instagram, the same thing, <laughs> her name. Right. Thanks, Esther, for putting up with me for the last year and for... So now I'm going to stalk you in the next destination you're going to. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
I hope you enjoyed this interview with Esther. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to find out more information about Esther and Jacob's e-course that has helped me make more money through sponsorships called The Nobius Guide to Working with Brands. Offbeat family, I really appreciate you listening to this episode. I would love to hear more from you and what you think of the podcast. Suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, or maybe you just want to be friends. Why don't we chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life or send me a message at hello at theoffbeatlife.com. I can't wait to hear from you.